You're listening to The Kelly Cutrera Show. Thanks for being here. Now, yesterday, the uh, feds announced the EV uh, rules. They also had a couple of other announcements that were made, but they were so hush. It has me scratching my head at why they would keep this so quiet. Uh, I thought I'd bring it to your attention. Why not? We're getting some new Christmas presents. Uh, According to the feds, we are getting... uh, New drones, they are Canadian military drones. They're being bought for $2.49 billion. That sounds like a lot of drones. It isn't. It's 11 drones for $2.49 billion. I wonder if that has anything to do with the uh, the amount of uh, lack of excitement and um, really... Um, optics around this announcement it was very quiet before they left for their christmas holidays rob hubert is director of the center for military and strategic studies at the university of calgary he joins us to talk about these drones rob uh do you find it curious that this announcement was made so quietly yeah it's this government is hard to understand in that context um given the amount of critiques that they've had for lack of any expenditures that they've made, and in fact, all the announcements of the cuts that have recently been given. And so the fact that you save this for the very end when you're hoping no one is noticing, um, something I might add has been the the military has been trying to do for the last 20 years or so. Um, you would think that this would be a good feel story, but I guess it just illustrates how much this government just does not want to have anything to do with anything that's related to hard military issues. That's an interesting way to look at it. Because, you know, they're fine when they say we're going to cut military funding, but when they make a funding announcement, they don't say anything about it. Can we talk about these, what you know about these drones? Sorry to interrupt you there, Rob, but uh, they are 11 MQ-9B Reaper drones. What is that? Well, that's the higher end of drone warfare. Um, We're seeing a lot of the lower end of the drones, both in terms of some of the attacks that are occurring in the Red Sea, as well as the uh, Ukrainian-Russian war. These are state-of-the-art. These are the ones that the Americans have sort of at the top end of their inventory. And so it's it's not terribly surprising that, that you know the price tag for eleven of them is um, is in the billions, which you you note. Um, and so they they have a very advanced capability. They have a long ability to just loiter. They can carry an extensive array of surveillance capabilities. They can also, if you choose, put armaments on board. So they are a very sophisticated piece of tool um, that the Canadian Air Force, uh, Royal Air Force, has been wanting to get for a very long time. So on the one hand, of course, you sit there and shake your head about how long it's taken. On the other hand, you, you know, it is good to see them finally catching up with everybody else. Okay, so how do these compare with the various drones that our allies and our enemies use? Well, it's state-of-the-art as far as um, our allies go. This is, as I said, at the big end. Okay. The problem that we're facing right now, though, is that this, uh, particularly as being illustrated in, in Ukraine, is that there is a different type of drone warfare. We're used to sort of the big drones. That's the stuff, you know, you see on TV, predators. And, you know, we're used to thinking about these as almost mini aircraft without a pilot inside of it. And so, and, and they do have a critical role. But we're also seeing that numbers and a lack of sophistication also has a capability. So it's going to be interesting to see if we, in fact, then go for another set of drones that are not nearly as sophisticated and capable, but still make up 
on the number side that we're seeing so important in Ukraine. And as we're, as I said, in the Red Sea, where it's a cheap little thing, but can do a lot of damage. We're speaking with Rob Hubert, director of the Center for Military and Strategic Studies at the University of Calgary. Rob, I don't know much about drones and the military, to be completely honest. Um, that's why we have you on the show. But I wonder if this is a way of, you know, as the Trudeau government keeps cutting back, if this tech is a way to uh, eventually kind of balance the books for the military. And, you know, we're seeing that it's hard to retain and uh, recruit new members. Are we going to see a lot a lot more of this in the near future? Well, we keep hoping we keep hearing promises about an updated defense policy. But we've been hearing that for almost a year um, and and so I'm I'm not terribly optimistic that we're going to see an overall comprehensive, well thought out program. There are suggestions, of course, and, and you know it's always hard to verify any of this. Um, but there are suggestions that why the Canadian government has suddenly turned around and and has made the announcement about the P eight surveillance aircraft that were of course announced a few weeks ago. And now with the drones, it's not so much that we've figured out how to have an overall strategic vision, though I suspect the Air Force does have it, whether or not it's allowed to talk about it by the government is another thing. But I think it's more telling that we are starting to see more criticisms from the U.S. that we're not doing enough. And so that you'll notice that these announcements that have been made, they're all from American companies. And part of that is because the Americans are the state of the art. So that is good. But one can't help but suspect that this is also trying to probably show the Americans that we are, in fact, trying to get serious about defense expenditure and that we are not the weak link. Um, this is, of course, critically important as the Americans go into electoral system. And, and if a Republican presidency who tends to be bent on revenge happens to come into power, uh, you can see the way that Canada wants to already have made the case that, no, we're not the weak link we've been buying. We're, we're a good ally yeah. um, because you can understand what would happen if that if that perception and regardless of the facts uh, perseveres in terms of Canada, U.S. relations. So this is part of a bigger picture, I would suggest, but also a very necessary one for the military side. We always talk about that uh, northern border and how our north is largely uh, being ignored and we need to shore up defenses up north at the Arctic Circle. Um, how much will these drones be used to make sure that uh, everything is uh, on the up and up there as far as security goes? Well, of course, you're talking 11 drones. And so, you know, given the vast distances in the north, that's a major challenge. The other thing that often is overlooked that you're not just talking about buying drones, you're talking about buying a capability. And now you start marrying that into the new surveillance aircraft that have been announced. You marry that into the F-35s that are, of course, all about integrating with your other weapon systems. So really what you're talking about is not an individual drone that you'll sit there and say, OK, now go patrol the north. But it will be part of the overall uh, capability that is the face of today's warfare. In other words, you don't have one piece of kit and say, "Okay, well, we're 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 good. We've got we've mm -hmm. got a fighter aircraft and and we've got a really good pilot and we're hunky dory." And it just doesn't work that way now. It's systems of systems, and I mean, I know that's a cliche, but it means you have the drone. You then have the drone being able to talk to the F thirty five that can then talk to the P eight. And so it gives you two things. It gives you a much greater ability to know what's happening in the region, but it has to be part of the system. And then you also have to tie it into uh, presumably satellites that will be also purchased. But of course, we're nowhere near that. 
And then you have to have the ability to react. And both the F-35s and the, the drones will have that as well. But it's the what gives you the overall picture of a very vast area. Yeah, that- so, yes, it's a step forward, but, you know, only a step. Yeah, Rob, that said, um, we won't get these uh, delivery of these 11 drones till 2028, and the Air Force doesn't expect to have full fleet up and running till 2033. So that's a long time away. We're talking a decade before we're yeah. defended by these drones. It's it's once again, it's the Trudeau government. Here's a little bit of a Christmas present announcement, uh, but you'll have to wait to see anything happen. So, um, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, that things get moving on this. I really appreciate you joining us. You are always such a welcome addition to the show. Thank you so much, Rob. Always my pleasure. If I don't you talk ask to you, good questions. well, listen, it's because I'm interested in what you have to say because you're very uh, interesting and knowledgeable. But if I don't talk to you before uh, the new year, uh, Merry Christmas and also Happy New Year. And I can't wait to have more discussions with you. Absolutely. I look forward to that. Merry Christmas for you and your family as well. Cheers. That's Rob Hubert. He's the director of the Center for Military Strategic Studies at the University of Calgary.